Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Wow, what a great day to be alive. I'm going to say that again. What a great day to be alive. So, hey, we were, uh, last night, I kept thinking I was, uh, I heard a train, but it wasn't a train at all. It was a tornado. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm in Florida. We have hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes, but evidently we have both. If you start having earthquakes, I'm leaving. Hey, I, I, want to, I want to give you a word of encouragement today. I want to bring a message of hope and encouragement. Don't you think that we need some hope? I don't know about you, but I have looked around in our society today, and there's a little bit of trouble. There's some unhappy people in America, and, and I am not going to speak to uh, the good, the bad, the indifferent. I am not going to take a topic I am not going to take a side. I'm just going to give you the solution, the answer to all the problems that ail America. There's hope today. In the midst of turmoil and chaos, there is a path America can take that will bring justice and equality to all. But to get there, you have to know where you're going, and you have to know where you are. A couple of years ago, Nancy and I were in, we were on one of our trips in, in uh, France, and we were down in the southern part of France hanging out with some missionaries, and then we had to drive to the northern part of France so we could be in a, in, in a seminar, in a meeting. We were going to teach for three or four days, and so we decided that we would just drive up there and get there about midnight or so, spend the night, and then just drive in an hour or two the next day. And it was in the fall. And in the fall, you know, we were driving this car, and, and, and it had Bluetooth so we could put our own songs on the radio, which was really great, especially when you're in France, so you know the words. And, and it was around in November, I believe, so... Uh, we were listening to my wife's favorite uh, group of all time, the Carpenters. And we were listening to Caring Carpenter sing all the Christmas songs. And, and believe me, they have a boatload of Christmas songs. And we were singing. It wasn't just Nancy. I was singing because nobody could hear me but Nancy. And we were singing and having a great time. And about midnight, when we thought we were going to roll into San Michel, we saw a sign that said, Belgium, 20 kilometers. We didn't know where we were. We had taken a left at Albuquerque. We, we didn't know where we were, and we decided that we would have to find out where we were to determine where we needed to go. I think that's kind of where America is right now. America uh, is crying for peace and justice and mercy, and, our, and, and to be honest, we're never going to change until we realize where we are because we can have all the cries for peace we can have all the cries for justice we can have all the cries for mercy that that we can muster within our lungs but until america decides that to get on its knees and return to its creator then the creation will never have a solution 
America is off course. Proverbs 14, 34 says this, the righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. See, man's attempt at righteousness will always falter and fail, no matter how well-intended it is. If we are not rooted and grounded in a relationship with our Creator, if we are not walking humbly before Him, if we are not putting Him first, if we're not exalting Him, then all that we do will stumble and fall. See, Christ has to be our foundation. Christ has to be. My friends, I want to tell you this too. Scripture tells us that, that judgment, changing the way we think, has to begin at the house of God. So I'm going to, I'm going to preach to us. And if we're here today or if you're on if watching online, I want to encourage you that there is good news, there is good hope, because we need to know where we are. And, and there is... There is hope. There is a way that you and I can have that joy and that peace and that we can be agents of peace in this world. In the passage of Scripture that, Jesus was, re uh, that, that was read, that Jesus was speaking in, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is speaking about his return. And I really find it that interesting because when Jesus was born... Some 300 years before Alexander the Great had, come, had, had conquered the world and, and Palestine, Israel, had, had adopted the Hellenistic viewpoint. And then, then in 63 BC, Rome came in and conquered them and they had Roman influence and, and then they had this Hellenistic influence. So by the time Jesus was, was uh, alive and walking the earth, there were Pharisees and Sadducees and Zealots and Essenes. There were a plethora of different attitudes and ideas and ideologies about what was right and how to fix things. And Jesus came on the scene and said, guys, I'm going to tell you, none of your ideas are going to work because I am the way the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. I am the Savior of all. And to be honest, today, here we are today in, in 2020. It is 2020, isn't it? Isn't this a weird year? 2020, and here we are, and I want to tell you the truth, that Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. And if we want, if you want peace, if you want joy, if you want harmony within your life, it has to come through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here he is, Jesus at the end of the book of Revelation, at the very end, and he says, hey, I'm coming quickly. And he's letting people know, he said, I'm coming quickly, and, and he talks about his return. And then he says this in verse 17, and I want you to look at it because it's really powerful. Jesus says, this he says and the spirit and the bride say come and let him that hears say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him come take the water of life freely 
You, you can say, well, how, what can I do in my culture? What can I do in my time? How can I be an agent of change? The very first thing that we need to understand is the scripture says in reference to Christ's return, the spirit and the bride say, come on. And we'll say that again. Scripture tells us that when, when you're speaking of Christ's return, the Spirit says, come on. And you say, why would the Spirit of Christ that lives in us have a desire for Christ to return? Do you ever get tired of living in your carnal state? And can you imagine the Holy Spirit of God that lives in us? That is encouraging us and motivating us and moving us closer and closer and closer to Christ. When, when the Spirit of God that is in us, when we think about the Lord's return, why wouldn't the Spirit of God, which is in us right now as a token, as an earnest of our inheritance, as a small down payment of what we're going to have? See, if, if God would try to give us all of the Spirit that's going to be in us when His return, it would consume this body. But we're going to have a new body, and the Spirit desires that time when you have a new body, and the presence of God, the Spirit of God that is in you, is going to consume you and the relationship you have with the Spirit of God is going to overwhelm everything about you. The Spirit is desiring and desires for the Lord's return. Even though the Spirit woos people and calls people to repentance and calls them, the reason why the Spirit does is because He wants to have a relationship with you. Can you imagine? We Sometimes we think about going to heaven and we think it's all about us. But the reason why Christ came is because he wants to have a personal relationship with us. And when that transformation takes place, the Spirit of God, which is in us today, but it is only just a small token. It's going to be exponentially enlarged within us. It's going to consume this body, but the new body we have that has no sin is going to be so overwhelmed with the presence of God that we can't even comprehend what our relationship with God is going to be like when we are filled through and through with the very presence of God. That's why the scripture says, the spirit says, come on. Spirit's voice says, come on, Jesus. And it's placed in the heart of every believer. Every believer. You ever feel that longing? You ever feel the spirit? Just, you, you know, you get into a service or you're singing or, or you're worshiping the Lord and you just have this desire to come up higher to be with the Lord? What is that? It's the Spirit of God moving us and encouraging us. Uh, I would encourage you today to don't allow the voices of the world to drown out what the Spirit's cry is. Because, I, boy, should I say this? I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Forgive me right now. If you're watching 
right news or left news. I don't care which side of the spectrum you are, they, they are not the voice of the Spirit. I don't care which side of the political aisle you, you find yourself on, it doesn't matter. The, no matter who is in Washington, no, no matter who is in that Senate, no matter who is in the, in the House of Representatives, no matter who is the governor, it doesn't matter who is there, they are not the voice of the Spirit. It is up to us to listen and stir up that gift within us and say, I will listen to the voice of the Spirit because the voice of the Spirit says, draw close to Christ, come up higher, look for me because I want to have that relationship with you. That's the voice of the Spirit. But it doesn't stop there. You say, well, well amen, if it stopped there, that'd be great. But but man, it doesn't even stop there. Matt, there's more. Because the Bible says the spirit and the bride, the bride, the church, not the wedded bride, but the espoused bride. You and I, right now, we say, come. It's our call. It's our joy within us that, that we want the Lord's return because we want to be with him. I don't know about you, but I get tired of the things that are in this world. I get tired of the sin. I get tired of, of being disillusioned and, and being let down. And I know when the Lord returns that I am going to be like him and I am going to see him as he is. And, and I don't want to have my focus on this world. No matter how good it may be, no matter what, what comes my way, my focus is on the eternal. My focus is on him. And the Spirit says, yes, Lord, come. And I say, yes, Lord, come. The bride, there is a cry that should be welling up within us in the heart of every believer that says, I want more of the Lord. This is what Romans 8, 23 says. And not only they, but also ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit within us. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Paul telling the church in Rome that, that believers should not be caught up in the affairs of this world, but our focus should be on the redemption of our body, that we should be focused on the things that really matter, that have eternal dividends. 2 Corinthians 5.8, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he says, we are of good courage. I say and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Paul say, man, I, I, I am here and I'm serving the Lord and I'm happy about serving the Lord, but I will tell you this, I would rather be absent from this body and be present with the Lord any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Is that your heart's cry? Is that your heart's cry? To be present with the Lord? Is that your heart's cry that says, 
man, I know the Spirit within me, the Holy Spirit within me says, come on, Lord Jesus. But are you, are you looking for Him? Are you anticipating His return? Are you excited about His return? Are you looking for the day when that trumpet sounds and you get to be transformed and you get to shed yourself of all of the things that don't bring glory and honor to Him? I'm going to encourage you. Can I encourage you a little bit? Just a little bit? Just a little bit? If there's something in your life that's keeping your eyes down here and not up there, move it. I mean, there's only, you know, there's only so much stuff you can see. There's only so many things that you can watch. I mean, I can only watch so much news because it's so depressing. But I'm, and, and even though my heart grieves for the things that are going on in our world, my heart is really there, not here. And here's what happens. This is what, this is what I love about this passage of Scripture in Revelation 22. 17. There's a symbiotic relationship between the bride and the spirit, but it's also, uh, it also creates synergy. In other words, when, when both voices are in unison, when the spirit and the bride are working together and in harmony, when the spirit is always saying, come on, Lord Jesus, but when the church, when the bride says, come on, Lord Jesus, when they both get together, they create an atmosphere that entices other people to want to come. There is a synergy in the unified, symbiotic relationship of the Spirit and the bride. When the bride realizes that, the, that Christ, the groom, is coming, and, and you're preparing yourself, and you're excited for that day, and you're looking forward to that day, there is a joy and an excitement that comes that transforms lives. And those that are looking on the outside and looking on the inside decide that they want what we have. Jesus said, this is how you're going to know that you're my disciples. The love that you have for one another. Where does that love for one another come? It's when the people of God, when the church of God, when we are, we are living in harmony with the Spirit, and we're saying, even so, Lord, come. When there's something about us that says, this world is not our home, that I'm looking for something better, that there is something awaiting us, that where all the, the ills of this world will be resolved. When we get to that place, Amazing things happen. Did you realize that most Christians win, win or bring people to Christ? Almost everybody that they bring to Christ is within the first six months of their conversion. You know why? Because they're happy. And they haven't learned to be a professional Christian. Oh, I know. I know, they, they don't know how to speak Christianese. Yeah, and, and they come in, and the spirit in them saying, yes! You're, and, and, and you're so excited because you're saved, and, and, and you're so excited because your sin is, is no longer there, and you feel like you weigh 
uh, lighter than air, and, and, and you walk with this joy and this glory about you, and it's just easy for other people to say, what happened to you? And you say, let me tell you what happened to me. But then we become professional Christians, and, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. Here's what Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And I know some versions don't have that last part in there until verse 4. But here, the whole passage, the whole context of that passage is this, that when we as God's children are walking after the Spirit, when we're walking in unison, when, when our steps are in cadence with the Spirit of God in our life, there's something that happens to us that, that we become full of joy, we become optimistic, we become excited about the Lord's return, and it's infectious. It starts reaching other people. They'll start asking you for the joy. Why do you have that joy in the midst of all the trouble? And you can say, because I have a savior the church is persuasive when and only when we are walking with the spirit the voice of the church and the voice of the spirit in unison compel others to follow Christ verse 17 says let him that hears say come. That, well, that word here simply means not just hearing with your ear, but obedience. Let him that, that hears what the church is saying and, and is obedient to the gospel, their cry as well will be, come on, Jesus. Obedience to the gospel says, Jesus, come on. Those who have heard the cry say come then Jesus goes on to say he says those that thirst come on if you're thirsty come on if you need salvation come on if you need peace come on I have, I have good news for you today you and I are the change agents of the world And the agent of change is not about our intellect, praise God, hallelujah. And it's not about our looks. It's not about our, our social status. Our change agent is simply this. Hearing the voice of the Spirit that says, come on. And aligning our life that says, come on. And when we do that, when our eyes are fixed on the author and, fe and finisher of our faith, something amazing happens. When the scripture says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Man, there is something that happens within the heart of the believer when his mind or her mind and her heart and her affections and his affections are set 
on Christ, when the Spirit is saying, Lord, return, and you're, and you're groaning within yourself saying, Lord, return, there's something that happens. There's a joy that comes to you that you know no matter what you're facing today, that tomorrow when the Lord returns, everything will be all right. And there's a peace that, that surrounds us knowing that, that no matter what we face, we're okay. So here's the answer to our world's problems as our praise team comes back. It's the voice of the church declaring to the world that Christ is the answer. But it's not declaring it just through the scripture. It's not just through rote memory. It's when we align ourselves with the voice of the Spirit. And when the Spirit says, come, and the bride says, come on, there's something happens, there's something magical, there's something victorious in that relationship that brings others to Christ. If you're trying to bring others to Christ and you're not aligned with the Spirit of the Lord, you'll never be successful. It's the combination. It's, it's as the old song said, oh, I want to see him look upon his face. My friends, today, if you want joy, if you want happiness, if you want excitement, hear the voice of the Spirit in you. For the voice of the Spirit never changes. It's always saying, come. Come up higher. Come closer. Come walk deeper. Walk in an intimate relationship. It's always our, our voice, the bride, that has to push all the things of life out of our minds and, and, and focus on what really matters. And that's the return of Christ. And when we focus on His return and our heart is aligned with the heart of the Spirit, Others see that and they recognize the joy that is within us. If you want joy today, it comes through that intimate, personal relationship, aligning yourself with the Spirit of God.